And welcome to On The Right Track, the podcast that talks business, digital marketing and recruitment without the jargon. We are simply people talking to people. I'm your host, Holly. And I'm your host, Kate. Whether you're a business owner looking for ways to grow and scale, a professional looking to share helpful tips and tricks with like-minded people, or simply looking for a safe space to share the wealth of knowledge, we believe that we're all on the right track in our own way. Join our tribe as we explore the hottest trends in the biz and give you exclusive insights into what it's really like behind the scenes. From the success stories to the horror stories, nothing will be left unturned. New episodes are available every Wednesday, 12.30 AEDT time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and more. Got a question, comment or have a suggestion of what you want us to talk about next? You can submit your voice recordings, which we'll put directly into our episode, or you can leave your comment via our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook and search On The Right Track Podcast. And now for today's episode. Hello. Hi, how are you? I am very well. Not like we've just finished recording three podcasts in a row. I know, but we're smashing it. We're doing good. Oh, we are killing it. And that's just another achievement of 2021. So it should be 2022 now. Hi, everyone listening in 2022. And everyone's gone through Christmas and New Year and and getting back into the swing of things. I know. Yeah. Well, it would be two, wait, yeah, about two weeks into the new year, right? Yeah, I think it would be around the 12th or 13th of Jan. Yeah, you know that time like just after New Year's where each day feels like the same day and you're like, wait, is it the first, is it the second, is it the third? And like for about a week after New Year's, you just don't know what day it is. Yeah, I find that happens for me from Christmas, that week from Christmas Uh New Year. I don't know what day it is. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) What day is it today? Is, is it because I don't know? Because obviously Christmas is a different day every year. I think Christmas is Saturday this year, but it just completely throws you out, and you you don't know what day it is. And I used to really struggle with it, where now I embrace it and go, that <laughs> means I'm not at work, and there's no deadlines or things that need to be done. So yeah, I don't know what day it is, and it's great. Yes. Oh, I can't wait for that feeling. It's going to be so good. And what day, well, it seems we're in 2021 still, what day is the start of your holiday, Kate? Well, this is tossing it up. Um, (laughs) Officially, so Christmas Day is when we leave um, to go on away and I think we come back on the 8th. But um, I'm planning on still having the office open but not doing a lot from sort of that week of the 20th, which everyone sort of quietens down and and slows down there. But, um, yeah, officially on holidays on Christmas Day. Lovely. You better not be doing that much the week or a few days prior to Christmas, I swear to God. Yeah, no, hopefully not work-wise. Hopefully I'm doing, yeah, getting packed and getting organised and and getting the boys (laughs) sorted out because that's just a mission in itself. But um, are you taking time off? What are you going to be doing? Yeah, I'm taking some time off. So in the previous podcast, sorry for anyone who's already listened to this, but um, Christmas Day is not, well, it's uh, a Christian holiday. And in Japan, where I live, um, it's not 
the primary religion. So Christmas Day isn't actually an official um, holiday in Japan. So a lot of people do work on that day unless it's a weekend or a Sunday. Um, so usually what I do is spend Christmas Day alone and then New Year's and like the week, um, I'd say like the 28th of December to about the 3rd of January is the official time that people in Japan have time off. Um, and especially around New Year's, it's family time. Um, you go to the shrine, you pray, you get your fortune, you eat something called osechi, which is, mm -hmm. I'm not sure what it translates to, but it's essentially, it's kind of gross, but um, it's a load of cold foods, which at winter time, who decided cold food at winter time? Okay. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it's a load of like different side dishes. Um, like one of them is um, these sweet red beans called, I think, is it Angkor that they say? No, I don't um, know. Yeah, I don't Sorry, asking the wrong person, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, essentially, um, you eat, oh no, it's not Angkor, it's something else. But anyway, there's these red beans and you eat one for every year um, for however old you are. So I'm 27, so this year I should eat 27. Um, and if you don't eat that certain amount of red beans on that day, you're going to have bad luck for the rest of the year wow. um yeah I don't know why but um yeah it's so um especially in Japan the older population lives to about 180 it feels like but um shoes uh, my boyfriend's grandmas are both coming one of them is 101 I think um yeah. so she's gonna eat beans I know she's gonna eat like 101 beans and we're like grandma <laughs> I don't think you could do this um but yeah it's it's a really nice holiday um but yeah time off wise don't have a set day that I'm gonna be like I'm taking time off now but um my other teaching job we finish on the 23rd so okay. probably on the Thursday I'm gonna be taking time off yeah so yeah. oh at least I get Christmas off yeah, exactly. See, this yeah. is the funny thing. Like, it's obviously winter over there, and then you have cold foods. And obviously, Christmas—it's yeah. a tradition. In, well, in every, lots of different countries, so cold countries have hot food. But here in Australia, yeah. like, we usually have a hot Christmas, and then the yeah. last thing you want to do is have like a full-on hot lunch or dinner. So it's yeah, it's just how you're sort of saying like cold food at cold time, and we have hot food at yeah. hot time. Like, it's just yeah, weird, interesting. Yeah. So do you have like a roast dinner at Christmas and like a Christmas dinner? So usually we do like the big, fam we have a big family breakfast. So it's a oh. breakfast and then you line up for a big cooked lunch as well. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's sort of our usual thing. But yeah, this year, because we're going away, we've decided mm. that we'll do like the Christmas cook up and all that on Boxing Day. Ah. So yeah, that's, that's what we're going to do this year. But yeah, you just you eat, Chris. I love Christmas because you just eat way too much and you feel yeah. sick for like two days, but it's fun. It's so much fun. And then you have leftovers for days and you make like turkey sandwiches, turkey soup. Like you just put turkey in everything until it runs out. Yeah. Absolutely. No one likes turkey. Yeah. Who likes turkey? I know. It's, yeah. But see, we have ham. We eat leftover ham. And my boys love it. They call it Christmas ham, but mm. <laughs> and they want to eat it all year round. But yeah, we have. Ham for breakfast, ham for lunch, ham for dinner, ham and salad, ham and cheese. And I'll tell you what, by about the 5th of Jan, I'm over ham. <laughs> oh, that could be um, a T-shirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it could be. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> 
cool. So getting back on the right track, um, right to be so, what is today's topic, Kate? Yeah, so this one today, we're talking about how to proactively network and why. So again, I don't know if I picked this one or if I did and then sort of was thinking more, I guess, from the sorts of things Mm. that you do. And I guess really the reason why I was thinking about it is, as, as recruiters, sometimes we sort of think, oh, if we don't have a job on or something like, I don't need to connect with those people or don't need to sort of worry about that. But I think the really big thing is just to be so, is to be proactive about yeah. connecting and connect with, and we've spoken about it before, as many people as you can within the networks that you want to be working in, because the more you sort of expand your networks, the better off you're going to be down the track. And, and I think, yeah, that's, why I wanted to talk about it. it's just that really sort of proactive part of it um yeah and, and I guess too probably you'll be talking a lot in this podcast is <laughs> guess, right. explain sort of the process of, of how you go about sort of that networking with LinkedIn and, and doing searches and finding candidates finding clients I guess how do you go through all of that Yeah, so this is quite a big topic. So I'll try and keep it as um, restricted as possible. But yeah, if anyone has any questions about anything that I do say um, in this podcast, you can definitely DM me or email me. We'll tell you all the contact details later down the line. So hold on to your hats. But um, yes, um, about networking. So I've said this in, I think, the previous podcast where... um, Networking is such a huge thing, but you have to know firsthand who you want to connect with. Um, And that means really looking into your business and looking into the goals and the values of the business. Um, And I'm not just talking about industry-wise, I'm also talking about personality-wise. Who are the kinds of people that you want to be talking to? Um, So if we're looking at industry, so... Um, what kinds of industries are you looking to connect with? And in those industries, what level of seniority are you looking to connect with? Mm-hmm. So in your case, Kate, um, we are targeting home care, aged care and NDIS service providers. And why are we targeting NDIS home care and aged care providers, Kate? Yeah, so I guess the reason why we, we do that is... Um, and comes back to sort of when we first started working together. So mm-hmm. I'm a registered nurse and have worked in sort of that aged care, home care, hospital setting, those sorts of environments. And, and as a recruiter, that's the thing that I brought over into my business is to recruit in those areas because I do have that clinical background. So yeah. when Holly and I first started working, yep, I was a healthcare recruiter. And, yep, I can recruit all sorts of roles in this, that and the other. And we really took that time to, I guess, define it and and niche to okay let's be quite specific so that's why the way my business is set up and and who I recruit for is in those areas because that's where my expertise is yeah and would you say that you enjoy working for those peoples and looking for those roles as well oh absolutely and the thing is it's so diverse those roles like and if we sort of talk about proactively looking for candidates so you probably think okay well that's just registered nurses but there's so much more in there there's your nurses, obviously, there's your allied health, your OTs, your speeches, your physios, but then also too now we're doing much more in sort of care coordinators, support coordinators, um, 
business managers, operations management roles. Um, we've done marketing roles. We're doing scheduling <laughs> yeah. roles. Like yeah. we do a whole lot of things in those areas. So that's, I guess, what makes it interesting as well. And, and that's why I love it because it is so diverse. I'm not just doing RNs every day. Like, yes, I still do a lot of those roles, but there's also those other exciting roles as well. Exactly. So, you know, looking you know, asking yourself, who do I want to work with is also a really good question to ask yourself as well. So take your expertise, but also challenge yourself to think, well, if I don't like recruiting for them now, or if I don't like working for that Mm. kind of person right now, then it's time to change your niche. Because even if you have an expertise in that niche, if you don't want to work with them, then I don't want to work with you if you don't like what you do, you know? So it's, um, yeah, it's like a win-win. Um, so I help people really take the time to really think about, well, who do I want to work with versus, well, what's more profitable? So we've got to find a really good balance there. Mm. So once we found a niche that we want to target, we then go ahead and spruce up the LinkedIn profile page. Again, on my website, you can find a free downloadable resource to teach yourself how to do that. Or if you want my help, I'm always up for a chat and it's all free. I'll give you free info and free advice, no problem. So yeah, just message me whenever you want um, with any kind of advice. Um, And yeah, we take the time to spruce it up and then Um, Before we even start, we work together to think of a good outreaching messaging system slash strategy. So we were talking about cold calls in the last episode. And how much do we like cold calling, Kate, or cold messaging? Not at all. No. (laughs) In the past. (laughs) And rightfully so, because like you said, Kate, in the last episode, if you don't like them, then other people aren't going to like them either. So why continue to do them? Why waste your time? Exactly. Yeah. So we figured out a system, a warm messaging system. Now, this is to keep in mind, again, not everyone is going to like being messaged on LinkedIn because A, not everyone uses LinkedIn every day. So, you know, if they get a pop-up message, they're like, oh, it must be spam. They misinterpret it. But as long as you know where you're coming from is from a place of warmth and you're using language that's inviting rather than like pushing a product or service like hey you know the first message like we said Kate what 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 was the analogy that we used about bars about this kind of thing yeah yeah so it was um yeah you walk into the bar and say hey let's get married <laughs> does that work no you got to buy it. like yeah it's, it's starting that conversation you sort of go back to hang on buy me a drink first and and that's that's what it comes back to is is build the relationship, build the communication and conversation. Yeah. And also build it around things that they want or need to hear. So how many times have you had a LinkedIn message come up from the first get-go that says, oh, hi, Kate. Um, I really liked what your profile said. And I think we can work really well together because my product or service is the bomb. And so many people have said this. And it's like a thousand words of them Mm -hmm. going on about how great they are. And it's yeah. like, okay. Yeah, exactly. And and this is like, yeah, I, I get turned off. And yeah. I think the, the difference is when someone sort of messages me and sort of says, how's your day? How's your week? How's 2021 been? Like it, it actually makes you want to converse, like have a conversation with them. Yeah, 100%. And you can use automation systems to do this. Like there's so many kinds of automation systems out there. So you don't have to do it by yourself if you don't want to. Like, of course, taking the time 
um, to message is better than using automation systems, but you can use very good automation systems to do this for you um, and get the same results. Um, But it's just what you put in those messages that makes the whole world a difference. So first of all, we say, hey, so-and-so, like there's a connection message. So whenever you connect with someone on LinkedIn, there's an option to add a, like a little note. That for me is not an option, it's Mm. a must. So you say, hey, so-and-so, I really liked how your profile looked. And I think uh, something like, it would be great to connect with you or something like that. So I'm very open, like, like you said, at the bar, hey, nice to meet you yeah how are you how's doing your yeah how's yeah. your day how you doing yeah bit <laughs> oh, of friends I love friends <laughs> <laughs> yeah just be like Joey but without you know the sexy comments but anyway yeah, exactly <laughs> and then you're going back and forth they probably reply and then you get into an organic messaging which is wow now you can talk about their pain points and keep talking about the pain points so ask an open-ended question such as like oh so you know 2021's been really rough how's it been going for you and then they'll be like oh my god it's it's like a client they'll be like oh my god it's been so hard finding good candidates because that's in the aged care home care NDIS sectors it really has been so they might be like oh my god like finding RNs has been awful and oh really (laughs) oh I do that do you want to talk and it's like oh yeah and you know most of the time they do cotton on and they might even do that bit of the work for you they might be like I see you recruit for this sector do you want to talk and it's like yeah okay let's talk and and by going through that process like it's it's just it makes life I don't know it's just the conversation is easy and then yeah like everything just flows and that's the whole essence around being proactively doing it exactly yeah and you're not you're not just like willy-nilly like talking to randos and Mm. wasting their time wasting your time like no you need like a good system um and yeah by the time what it 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 can take a while we've said this before how long does it usually take Kate to work that yeah I think it's like it can take a couple of weeks um and but it's just yeah it's just let let it happen let it evolve don't don't push and hurry it um and I think sort of sometimes like if we get a roll on and we're sort of looking for candidates and it's like come on I need this I need this but it's like no no trust the system let it happen and I think yeah like if you're communicating with your clients about that and just like yeah making sure everybody's on the same page yeah the time issue shouldn't be an issue And also when you organic message, how many times, Kate, have we been organic messaging someone who looked like a good client or candidate and then red flags appear? Oh, they go MIA. (laughs) Yeah, they go MIA, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or they just, yeah, sometimes, yeah, it goes the red flags or they just take a long, long Mm. time to come back or it's just not, not right. But the good thing is at least we're identifying that early on in the process so that we're not wasting a lot of time down the track. Yeah, and then you're not hopping on a discovery call with every single person that comes through that might be mm. interested and then, oh, they never show up. But that time slot has already passed and that could have been safe for someone who actually did want the role or did want your help. So it just saves so much time taking time, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's it. If you invest that time up front and yeah. get a good understanding of who they are, where they're at, what they want, by the time we get to that discovery call, everyone's on the same page and it can move forward quite quickly from there. And, and as you say, 
we're not wasting their time we're not wasting our time um it's yeah it works yeah so true um and I guess the last thing I would say is um always follow up so even Mm. if um let's say the candidate has um declined the role um either before or after meeting with them and interviewing them and saying like oh this role doesn't quite fit what I wanted and you know blah 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 so many times um it's really um I sometimes I do feel like oh you know you wasted my time and you feel resent towards them resentful um but no never leave it on a bad note so always take the time to reply and say like thank you so much for taking the time to reply to me and get back to me and be honest with me because again they're being honest Um, yeah you don't yeah, like you got to appreciate that, that they're being honest and, and yeah, tell them that, like thank them for that. And I also find like with this that, okay, this role might not be the one for you now, but I'm happy to reach out to you in the future if I have something come up. Exactly, yeah. And taking that time to reply to them and like leaving them on a good note and asking, I always ask the question, would you be open to hearing about opportunities in the future? And like 99% of the time they go, yes, please do. Yeah because they get the impression that you actually care for what they're saying. And we've had it a few times as well that we've sort of talked to them about a role and it hasn't been for them, but they've then come back to us and gone, this is what I'm looking for now. Have you got something? So it just sort of shows that by doing that organic messaging and being open and honest that, okay, you might, that role might not be for them now, Mm. but down the track you haven't left a bad taste in their mouth and they'll come back. Exactly, yeah so true and that's the same with clients as well um where it's been like oh maybe it's not the right time right now or actually you know we are developing or planning to develop and grow in the next financial um months um yeah the next quarter even that's the word um so yeah we'll get back to you and then they have and they've been a great client to work with even if it's just a one-off you Mm. know in the future they might come back because they liked you and you liked working with them yeah oh absolutely and that's the thing sometimes the time isn't right and yeah yeah, they they have come back and and sometimes we might sort of fill one role with them and they say yep like okay we'll let you know and you sort of think I've heard that before but then they do come back again like it's it's always yeah follow up and that open honest communication is the key so true yeah that no like and trust factor um Mm. is so key so when people know you because of either you've worked with people in their network um, and they've seen references that have been so positive or I'm going to mention this as well content we love that word I'm getting better at content (laughs) and what's that (laughs) Ah, I never knew about content until I started working with Holly (laughs) I know I've preached it to the choir but no like and trust is built from content so what I always say to Kate is make one video a week and then we'll write a written post or a poll um, in the same week so there's always two posts going out on a Tuesday and a Thursday so everyone watching who loves a bit of Kate Tuesday and Thursdays are the days to watch out for because you'll get a little bit of Kate every Tuesday Thursday yep um yeah and that also builds that no like and trust factor because if they're seeing you every week and you're telling them pain points and telling them you know 
this is what I've done for this client or this is my expertise in this area and I understand what it's like for you and they'll be like she knows what she's talking about Mm. for once a recruiter knows how to speak to people which is so ironic I think in the recruitment space isn't that Kate oh absolutely like yeah that's the thing as as recruiters we sort of I don't know we get tarny or not tarnished but brushed with oh we've got the gift of the gab and and can talk to people and yeah we can talk to people but we need to be experts in what we recruit in and what we do and I think that's the biggest that's the most important thing um realistically most like a good recruiter can recruit in any area but to be sort of that expert and within your area you've got to know the ins and outs of it and that's why I'm in the healthcare and that's why I'm in that aged care, home care and NDIS because I live and breathe it every single day. Yeah. And that brings me on to another important point as well. If you're casting your net too wide, let's say if you're trying to um, recruit for every single sector, like you don't have a niche or you don't have a target, um, especially in the recruitment space. Oh my God, I could not imagine. Let's say recruiting one day for construction and then the next day for finance and the next mm. day for retail. Um, how many <laughs> So bad. Like we are on, you know, we're always working our asses off trying to um, fill roles, even for home care, aged care, NDIS, and they run far, like the different kinds mm. of roles that we fill. So Oh, trying to recruit for everything, you're going to be burnt out within like a week. Oh, absolutely. And and this is the thing, there are recruiters out there that, that do that and they sort of, I don't know, the one-stop shop, what the, can't, I can't talk now, one-stop shop for everybody and and you can't do that. Like, yeah, the burnout would, would be massive and yeah. the workload. And, and I sort of look at it, are you really going to be all over that role and that in that industry? Or is yeah. it just like a, I don't know, flick yeah. and hope they stick? <laughs> flick and stick, like pasta. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the thing. And, and I, I don't know, from, from a client point of view, what sort of a recruiter do you want to work with? Do you want to work with someone that is a jack of all trades and does everything? Or do you want to work with that expert that works wholly and solely in your niche and has a really good understanding of what the role entails within your niche market and, and also yeah. I want the expert that knows the ins and outs yeah and you also have the network so let's say you don't land that candidate in a specific role in like say Melbourne Melbourne mm. Melbourne 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 <laughs> Melbourne um sorry um and you know they're an RN looking for a um a more leadership role in Melbourne and they don't quite land that role but then a month later something else pops up and you're like wait I know exactly who would be a good fit for this and you can place them you know Mm. oh absolutely and and how like that happens quite often for us now because we have proactively gone out there and built the networks built the database so that yeah a client can ring me and say (laughs) on a Friday afternoon I want this person to start on Monday and I'm like well maybe not Monday but I do have sort of candidates that are ready to go that are going to fit that, which just goes to show why you should always be networking. A hundred percent. Yeah. And like you said, proactively, like connecting with people that you can think, oh yeah, we are going to need more RNs in the future because we're always connecting and Mm. um, placing RNs. So yeah, be proactive. Even if you don't have any jobs or 
um, clients that you want to work with right now, let's say you're completely your plate is completely full especially this time of year where you're just like oh you know the holiday season's just stopped and I just kind of still want to relax kind of thing um just proactively connect with people and have those organic messages because you never know in a month's time they might go like oh we were talking about a month ago do you want to do you want to hop on a call now you know Yeah. yeah Exactly. And that's the way to do it. And I guess that also comes back to that don't leave a bad taste in people's mouth because you never know when the phone's going to ring and what's going to be on the other end. Yeah. So it does take a bit of time and it does take some effort. But yeah, you can always outsource a VA. Um, Again, like I said, automation systems and so on. There's always something that you can do to help balance that kind of process. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. So I think I'm about all yapped out. All yapped out. So that was a good one. I like that. So yeah, um, yeah. I guess a a bit of a a quick crash course. Not not a crash course, but yeah. Sort of touching (laughs) on those those main points and and the real benefits of why proactively networking. Exactly. So Kate, where can they find you if um, if there are any RNs out there, because we're always looking for RNs, um, or anyone in the aged care, home care and uh, NDIS sectors, either looking for candidates or a candidate looking for a role, where can they find you? Yeah, so the best place to find me is on LinkedIn. That's sort of my main active platform on the social media. So if you search Kate Flippence, so K-A-T-E, Flippence, F-L-I-P-P-E-N-C-E. Also, Line Recruiting Solutions has a LinkedIn page as well. But um, if you stick to the Kate Flippence one, you can DM me on there. Also, my contact information is on there as well. Or if you want to send me an email, my email address is kate at alignrecruiting.com.au. And Holly, for all those people out there that I guess want to sort of improve their networking and start proactively networking and also improve their digital marketing where can they find you you can find me again on linkedin um holly alloway h-o-l-l-y-a-l-l-a-w-a-y um like i said before feel free to dm me email me whatever however you prefer to you know message people i'm always happy to chat um and like i said before um I'm, I give out free advice. So you just want to call um, via Zoom, more than happy to. There's absolutely no pressure to become a client or anything. Um, I'm just giving out free advice. So, you know, why not? Um, and again, email is holly at auroradigitalmarketingsolutions.com. And my website, if you do want some free downloadable resources, is auroradigitalmarketingsolutions.com and for this podcast where can they find us Kate yeah so podcast you can search on the right track podcast and we are available on google podcast and spotify and maybe by now we might be on apple podcast we're just waiting waiting to see what happens there um you can also um find us on facebook at on the right track podcast and instagram as well and if you want to i guess comment or want us to talk about a specific topic please feel free to either connect with us or message us on LinkedIn or emails or even on our Facebook Instagram or even on our podcast on Google Play or Spotify you can do a voice recording or add a comment or topic that you'd like us to talk about I'd love that. I'd love to hear from you. That is such good timing because my phone is on 2% right now. <laughs> such good timing. Perfect. Well, thank you, Holly, for another great chat and another great podcast.
Yes, you too, Kate. Always a pleasure. And yeah, have a good day. Yep, you too. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.